Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, we're holding in the second parak of Yeshua. We just started the story with Rachav Azayna. We just finished Pasuk Dalid. So, these two men, Pinchas and Kalev, uh, enter Yericho in a surreptitious way. They enter the house of Rachav Azayna, fooling people, but apparently not fooling them too well, because the king of Yericho sends a message to Rachav that the Jewish spies are here, bring them out. So she says back to them, sorry, before she says anything, she takes the two men and she hides them. And she turns back to the officer sent by the king or the shliach, and she says, yeah, they came here, but I don't know where they are. Okay. This seems to be a continuation of what she's telling the shliach of the king. And it was when the gate was about to close at night, the men had left. I don't know where they went. So chase after them quickly, you might catch them. Now, I just want to point out, Ashar Gor, it's not clear to me if this is talking about the gates of the city or the gates of her house. From the next part of the storyline, the Radak seems to learn, it talks about the gates of her, of her house. Um, that's what I'm assuming in the storyline here. It seems like that to me from the stories. I mean, she was saying, I was about to lock the door, and they had, they had left. The other way you could learn is that at night they would lock the gates of the city. So she was saying, before we lock the gates of the city, perhaps... It's another way to look at it, but I think in the, in the, in the flow, it seems to me like before. In the, in, I guess it's true. You're right. That's true. I didn't think about that. We're going to learn actually. It's true that her house was built into the gates of the city. That's true. So he, so that's after. So apparently, then those officers were sent away. She then brought these Kaliv and Pinchas up to the roof. She hid them in the. Uh, bundles or stalks of flax that were arranged for her on the roof. So she hides them under some sort of a foliage on the roof, this produce. Those officers run after these men, meaning they think that the men had traveled. The way Rashi seems to learn, although the Radak explains, is that they thought maybe they had run towards the bridge, towards the Jordan Alamabros, by the bridge, to cross the Yardin. Bashar Segaru and the gate of the house, meaning Rachav's house, was locked. After the people chasing after what they thought they were chasing, uh, chased after them. So she brings these two spies up to the roof, sends away, sends away those officers looking for the Jews, and then the, those officers run towards the Yardin to see if the Jews were backpedaling, or they weren't there, obviously. But And then she... Um, locks the door and goes up to these we're about to see before they had gone to sleep means before Kalev and uh, uh, Pinchas had gone to sleep or before they went to sleep in the house um, and she went up to the roof to speak with them okay so then she goes on to tell them what exactly they were going to make some sort of a pact let's see she said to the men because we have to chop that the Jews were very famous. The Jewish people wasn't this random little nation in the desert that nobody knew about. The whole world saw Kriyas Yamsov. So everybody knew, so it seems to be from Az Yasha, we see that very clearly. They were very famous and everybody was scared of them. 
And as they got closer and closer to Eretz Yisrael, their fear increased more and more. So she said to the people, I know, and really as she's about to say, everyone knows, that Hashem has given you the land, meaning you're going to conquer the land. And your fear has befallen all of us. The Mephorshim is translated as namas, you know, kafe namas, namas, what do they call it in Hebrew? Uh, instant coffee. Everyone's melted in front of you. It means everybody is, uh, everyone's petrified of you. Kishamanu, because we heard that Hashem dried up the waters of the Yamsuf in front of you. When you left Egypt, and what you did, to the two kings of Amoria, on the eastern side of the Yarden, those were the two powerful kings that were supposed to protect Eretz Yisrael. You totally destroyed them. So we know that you crossed over the Yamsuf. We know that you wiped out all the protection on the east of the Yarden. Vanishma, we heard, Vayimas Levavenu, and our hearts melted. No strength was left in a man in front of you. A tremendous ma'amin, this Rachel Azaino was. Because Hashem, your God, is the God in heaven above and earth below. So she says, What? Everything. She's, she, I mean, it was almost as if she's saying she for sure had this perspective everyone knew about the miracles that happened to the Jewish people but she was a tremendous mom and she said the Jewish God Hashem whoever it is obviously is so powerful is altogether powerful like that That's, yeah. I hear it's almost like what Avram Avinu concludes yeah. Oh, it's almost like what Avram Avinu concludes. Avram Avinu, Hikna Shemayim Ba'aret. It's almost like what Avram Avinu concludes. So she goes on to make a shavua with them. She tries to make some sort of a pact. Let's get to that momentarily. But what she's telling the spies is, we all know, we're all scared of you, and I know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the all-powerful God. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, um, yeah, that's, I think the, the, the world versus those days was either there was many powers, obviously, mm-hmm. there was one, so. The fact that there are some happening here, I guess, is one conclusive myth. It's like Avram Avinu. It's like Avram Avinu, based on Messiah, based on uh, test, clarification in his mind, he was able to conclude there's one all-powerful God. That's why the Pesukim call him Asher Hikna, what's Lashon of the Pasuk, that he acquired to me the heaven and earth, because it used to be that, what's that, Konish Mayim Aretz, means Avram Avinu was the one who went around telling everyone that there's one power. There's one power. He's the one who spread, what's he called in English, one power, one God, it's called... Monotheism. monotheism, monotheism. He's the one. He's the father of monotheism. And that's why we call, even the world, they call Avram Avinu the founding father of what you could call the three major religions. I don't like to call it that because it sounds like there's a Shavyas between them, but that's what they call it. Why? Because he's the father of monotheism. Before that, they were pagans. They all worshipped multiple gods and deities and powers and whatever. Avram Avinu said, no, that's not true. And that's, that's what the Christians believe. That's what the Muslims believe. And the Christians, it gets into a Shiloh, whatever. But the Muslims for sure believe that. Monotheism. But that's very much the Lashon that she's saying also. It's very, she's not a simple person, this Rachav Azayna. Now Rashi here says, Let's look at that Rashi for a second. No uh, spirit in a man stood up against you. Rashi says, Means there was no, they didn't even have the desire anymore to sleep with a woman. That's what, that's what she's really referencing over here. It's not just that they feel uh, scared in front of the Jewish people. But based on these nisim, they don't even have the natural inclination to have relations with a woman because of how broken and they recognize they're going to be overrun. Amr, they said, So apparently the idea was every officer came to Rachav Azayna. Everyone in the lands, they all 
She was frequented by everyone. She was 10 years old when the Jews left Mitzrayim. She was Mizana for 40 years. It's an unbelievable thing. So she started off her uh, career at the age of 10. It's kind of crazy. Think about that. But anyways, and for 40 years she was Mizana. Now this shot clearly goes with the assumption, Rachav Hazaina, not a Moicheres Mine Mizainas, but she was a Rachav Hazaina, which is based on the Gemara and Zvachim. So what she was saying was, I know that everyone's lost their, uh, they've lost their motivation altogether. They won't even have normative relations. They're broken people. Um, because every, she knew that based on the fact that everybody frequented her. So she knew everybody. So it just seems to be that Rashi, even though he quotes above the Shito says, Mocheres Mine Mizonos, that's not in contradiction to this Shito. Rashi learns in the storyline, at least based on the Gemara, that that's the reality also. And she's Mamash Ma'amin. I mean, it's unbelievable. You have to know what the Pshat is. Where does this come from? Meaning, if they would have gone to the next hotel over, you think the innkeeper there would have said the same thing? Lavdafka. You have to know, like, where does this come from? Well, what exactly happened over here? And also, they just happened to pick. I mean, Akash obviously arranged it to be this way. They picked the hotel of the woman who was Mamish, you know, Tzedekis. I mean, Mamish seems from the storyline. Mamish was like a righteous person. Even though it's so, it's so, there's such a contrast also. 40 years she's Mizana, but she's such a mom, and at the same time, now when they come in, like, what's. She's not Jewish, she's a Goya. She's one of the Shiva Umos. She ended up going to the Gemara Saita, yeah. Very difficult in the storyline of your, like, this, this Rach of character is very difficult. On one hand, we're saying she was Mizana for 40 years, she acted as a Zaina, which is a very lowly thing. Even for the guy, and that wasn't a laudable thing. And on the other hand, she says, uh, he was, <laughs> I recognize that Hashem is uh, the God in heaven, God in earth. Amazing. But you think the hotel over would have said the same thing? Meaning, no, like, love dafka, right? But to such a degree, meaning she she said, Shem Elekechem Elekim Hashemayim Imal Valarets Mitachas. Mother never told me being a zon was a problem. So I hear, I hear that. She doesn't know. I hear. That. I hear. Rashi learns in, in the Torah, Rashi explains that the reason the Goyim were kicked out of the land, the Shiva Umos, is because all of the Arayas, and that's why it's put next to the Psukim of Arayas in Achrim Laskedashim emphasizes that it's because of those types of Averas that they lost the land, so don't act in those ways because then you'll end up losing the land also. So it could be promiscuity was just part of their culture. It was just total looseness in terms of relations. You're saying at the same time, she could have been a big ma'amin, she could have been a big believer. So I know still where it comes from. It's very significant, especially since they were all pagans, l'chairah. As you say, they happen to pick the right hotel. Chiddush, not Pasha. I mean, you can say Hashem orchestrated because she needed to enter the Kal. You could say a Svara, but it's amazing. The contrast is very drastic. Okay. So she says to them, Now swear to me by Hashem. I mean, she's mamish invoking Hashem in the Shavuah also. She's, it's not simple. After I've done with you this kindness, so you should also do with my father's house chesed kindness and give me a sign of truth. So Rashi here says 
What's the next word in the Rashi? I have it cut off here. When you come and conquer the city, so when you're going to come in eventually and conquer Yerichai, you'll recognize the sign that we're going to put outside of the house, which they're going to about to explain, and then you'll keep us alive inside the house, or me, as Rashi says. Now the Gra picks up on this. She uses two words in the Pasuk. She says, and she also says, so she says chesed and she says emes. These two different words. So what's the shot in the two words? The gra here, if you look on gra and yud beis, he says there were two things she was asking. What you do with me is emes. Emes means tit for tat. It means based on the fact that I saved your lives, you should have to save my life. It's fair payback. That's emes. But the kindness you'll do, that's chesed. What does that mean? It means what you're going to save my family, that's not some, because of something that I did for you, that's on top of it, that's considered chesed. Whatever he goes on to say. Somebody that feeds, uh, feeds his friend adashim, he should feed him back petumim. Petumim, I think, is like stuffed, uh, I don't know, fowl or goose, something like that. So meaning it's, it's em, chesed and emes, meaning because emes is to feed him back the adashim, and on top of that, what's that? It's a higher, like it's a, when you do something for someone else for free, without something that you received from them, that's considered chesed. Uh, it goes on, paying back what they did for you, that's called emes. If somebody does something for you, you're a mechoy, you have to pay them back. That's an emes, that validates the matter. But it's appropriate also when somebody does something good for you, because they start off doing something good, you should pay them back chesed as well. That's the Yisai, the Gemara, according to Chazal, they say such a thing. Therefore she said, She said, you'll keep my families alive also. That's considered a chesed. But just keep me alive, that's considered an emes. Fine. All right, but he goes on to say, I guess we'll stop here for now. Very interesting. So that's what she was saying. It's chesed for emes. Now the shayla is, and we'll leave off with this, I guess, we call uh, taking care of the dead chesed shal emes. Something very interesting to think about that. The way the Gural learns chesed and emes, it's interesting what that would mean in the context of burying and taking care of the dead. Why is it called chesed shal emes? Machaira, machaira, they didn't. So it's not emes. As the Gural is saying, it's not emes. No, I, I, I always heard the shot that we didn't say it's emes. So I guess you say chesed shall emes. The way the Gra is explaining emes is it's paying back something that someone did for you. So it's a. I'm not sure how that would fit in the Russian chesed shall emes. I'm just saying the way that I think where the term comes from is Yaakov Avinu says vasisi chesed ve emes. right. If you look weiter in the Grah, he happens to say something interesting. He says, in Basak and Micha says, So give Chesed to Yaakov, Emes to Yaakov Chesed to Avram. The fact that Hashem made Avtacha to Avram Avinu, 
Well, that was a new thing that wasn't required. It wasn't something that was coming to Avram necessarily. That's a chesed. Once Hashem made a promise that there would be this bond between Hashem and the Jewish people that was already made to Avram, so when Hashem continues that with Yaakov, that's already considered a MS, right? Because that's already validating something that was already preset, already created. Chesed shall MS. We'll stop here. This Hashem will pick up tomorrow with Pasuk Yud Gimel. Okay. Are we really ever going to go back to MS?